A reading is from Psalm 70. Please, God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to kill me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great, but as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my savior. O Lord, do not delay. O God, make speed to save me. O Lord, make haste to help me. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Let's, uh, let's pray. O God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So it's good to be back here. I'm going to try to stand in front of the, uh, the mic here. The, all of our wireless mics, I think, are broken at the moment. And I always, like, wander all over. So we'll see how this goes. I'll probably end up going all handheld. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and do that now. We'll see how that goes. So yeah, it's it's good to be back here. It's been a while since I've uh, since I've preached here. Um, the uh, the bar is really high in, in Oak Church nowadays. Um, you know, not only you know Chris preaching every week, but uh, you know recently like Joey's preached several times, and Matt and Tara and, and Joe Longrino, and we've had Mike Boone and, and J.R. Briggs, and and these all people like who really know what they're talking about and do a really good job. And so by way of contrast, you know, um, here I am. Um, today is a, a Psalm Sunday, so, and we do this every now and then. We usually do it uh, in you know, kind of the, the transition between uh, seasons in the church calendar or between like sermon series. And it's a time when we get to spend some time in Israel's hymn book, in Israel's devotional book, um, and uh, kind of soak in that. Uh, so the songs today are mostly based on psalms, um, and the, the sermon obviously from, from Psalm 70. Usually psalm sermons um, stand on their own, but uh, it actually, this actually combines really well with Joey's sermon last week. He preached last week on Psalm 136, uh, which is a, a song of celebration. It's like a worship psalm um, with like persistent refrain of, of uh, what is it, his love endures forever, right? Um, and Joey called it like the sonic center, the, like the rhythm section of the song. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. It's like repeating it over and over again as if it's going to kind of like drill it into our mind, kind of wear grooves um, to kind of make it, make it feel true when it doesn't feel true. Um, so today we're going to look at a psalm that's on the other end of that spectrum of psalms, right? This is a, song of, a psalm of, of crying out, a psalm of, of pain, of, of help. And it's a, it's a gritty psalm. Um, there are, you know, if you look, there are psalms that are, that are more vindictive, but it's, I mean, it's an honest psalm, right? It's not a, it's not a psalm of, of church answers. It's not saying, like, uh, I'm in danger, but your will be done, God. It's like, God, help me. It's not like, uh, 
you know, the people are chasing me and they're after me, but, uh, you know, may this all, and bless them, made it all, you know, work out for their salvation, which would be a good response, but it wasn't the psalmist's response. Um, honestly, it probably wouldn't be my response in, in a crisis, right? Um, so the psalmist, it's honest. I mean, it's, it is what David felt uh, when he was in mortal danger. I mean, I think that's a great, a great thing about Psalms. Uh, Chris sent out a really interesting video uh, in the, the weekly email with uh, Eugene Peterson and, and Bono talking. Um, they talked about some of the, the honesty and the range of emotion you find in, in Psalms. And I think it's, it's really true. And it covers not only the, the processing into the temple and the, you know, his love endures forever, but also the, I am way over my head. I am, I'm in a pit. God, please, please help. Um, so it's kind of covering where, where we are and where we want to be. I think there's a really good sermon to be preached here. There's a lot of interesting th- things to, to look at the how we handle crisis. You know, what, uh, um, what is that, that tension between, you know, love your enemies and God, they're threatening me, take them down, which is, which is kind of what we see here. Um, that would be a fascinating sermon. It's also not the one I'm going to preach today. Um, so I apologize if that's what you were, you know, hoping to hear. Um, and the way I, I encountered the Psalms a little different. I think uh, uh, I'm going to try to argue, I'm going to try to, to convince you that this Psalm applies to us even in times when we're in, we don't feel like we're in the middle of crisis, um, when we're not... Uh, when we're not in mortal danger. Um, and I'm going to explain that by way of a story. So let's see, does my thing work? Here we go. So, as all good stories should, uh, should start out, um, a long, long time ago, in a continent far, far away, um, there was, uh, in this case, um, Egypt uh, in the fourth century. Um, and there's a man named uh, Abba Isaac. That seemed hilarious to me when I was like sleep deprived with a small infant. Gives you a window into the brain of, you know. Um, but anyway, fourth century, man named Abba Isaac. Um, he lived in the desert, he was a hermit. Um, and we don't know exactly what he looked like. I'm gonna go ahead and say he looks kinda like that. Seems plausible. Um, I know that uh, you know, that visual gags never work in this, in this projector, but we'll do it anyway. Um, or, you know, maybe more like that, depending. Like you can, also plausible, you can take your pick. Um, but uh, Abba, by the way, is a term of respect. So we say Abba Isaac, it's kind of like, you know, Master Yoda, Abba Isaac. Um, so Abba Isaac was a, was a hermit that lived in the desert of Egypt, and he was a master of prayer. Uh, if you were... Um, keep looking at the theme, if you were trying to be a spiritual Jedi, this, this is a guy you want to go find, right? Um, he was like a, like a prayer Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> that image exists, I know. Um, it's just fantastic. Um, so anyway, so some, some, uh, some students uh, sought him out. They went out to the desert to, to look for him, and they found him, and they, and they said, you know, Abba Isaac, give us a word. Uh, give us a word is, is that's, how you, that's how you talk to a, to a desert father. Uh, you don't go up and say, 
you know, ask him a direct question about something, you say, Father, uh, give us a word, and, and then they'll tell you whatever the Holy Spirit kind of puts on their heart to, to talk to you about. I tell you that in case you become inspired and, and go out to the desert, now you know how to interact, right? So I said, Father, you know, Abba Isaac, give us a word. And, uh, and he did. He, he said, um, let's see if we've got a, there we go. He said that the aim of every person, the aim of every heart, and the perfection of his heart amounts to the continual and unbroken perseverance in prayer. As far as it's allowed to human frailty, it strives to acquire immovable tranquility of mind and perpetual purity. And the students were like, immovable tranquility of mind? I'll, okay, I'll, I'll take that. And he went on. He, he talked about prayer. He, he expounded on the Lord's Prayer, kind of, kind of line by line. And then he, he talked about this, this life of continual communion with God, what this looks like. And, and, and he talked in such passion and with such... Uh, with such language that he, like, the students later wrote that they, when they went back, they, they were just floating. They were, they were just dazzled by, by this, this image of this, this life, this communion with God that he was describing. So they went back to their, their cave or cell or wherever you stay when you're visiting a hermit in the desert. And, and then they looked at each other and they're like, that was amazing, but how do we do it? So the next morning they went back to Ab Isaac. And they're like, so that, that thing that you were talking about, we want that. How do we get that? And he started talking for a while and then and then they stopped him. And they're like, okay, what are the baby steps? What are the what are the, the small steps? And it said, because even, you know, when we try to pray, when we try to concentrate on God, we we can't keep a spiritual thought in our head for five minutes. Like this this doesn't, you know, this isn't natural for us. We get distracted. So, kind of like, uh, like children don't re- learn to read and write by like, you know, picking up a book of philosophy. What's kind of the, what's the, just the, the basic alphabet of, of how we live this kind of life of continual communion with God, this, this, this continual prayer. So, now I would kind of expect if you ask a, a hermit a question like that, uh, they, you might not get the answer that you want, right? Um, there's a, a, you know, a monk more recently has uh, quoted saying, the elevator to heaven is broken, you'll have to take the stairs. Uh, or, you know, if you ask a hermit, perhaps they'll say, well, just, you know, move out to the desert and, and work on it for a couple decades and, and you'll get there. Um, but Abba Isaac didn't do that to, to his credit. He was actually really straightforward. He said, well, basically, uh, to start off, you're actually closer than you think. Um, he said, you know, I can tell you've thought a lot about this. I can tell you you're trying it in our conversation. I can tell that you are, you're trying to be obedient to God, right? Your, your life matches your words. Um, so, and you're right to make a comparison between a child like learning to read and write and, uh, and, and this, right? When you're First, learning to write letters, you, know, you, you give a child a, a model, kind of a template to work on, and they kind of repeat it over and over again. So, so I'll, give you, I'll give you a model. I'll give you a template. And then his voice got low, I think, and he, he leaned in and he said, let's see, I think we've got it. There we go. This is something which has been handed down to us by some of the oldest of the fathers. 
something which we hand on to only a very small number of the souls eager to know it. To keep the thought of God always in your mind, you must cling totally to this formula for piety. Cling totally to this formula. God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. I don't know if you you caught that, but that's, he's actually saying that the one thing you need to know, the one thing to keep in mind for this continual recollection of God is Psalm 70. It's it's Psalm 70, verse 1. Um, I've put in the, the message translation there. God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. Because um, I think it flows nicely. Uh, but you'll also see uh, translations that say, um, you know, God, oh God, make speed to save me. Oh Lord, make haste to help me. Um, has an older, older translation there. Um, but that's a kind of a strong statement for, for Psalm 70, right? And he goes on to, to, to explain why he thinks that is. And it's a, it's a kind of a long quote, but we'll, we'll slog through it because he says it better than I can. He says, it's not without good reason that this verse has been chosen from the whole of Scripture as, as a device, as a model. It carries within it all the feelings of which human nature is capable. It can be adapted to every condition. It can be usefully deployed against every temptation. It carries within it a cry of help to God. In the face of every danger, it expresses the humility of pious confession. It conveys the watchfulness born of the unending worry and fear. It conveys a sense of our frailty, the assurance of being heard, that confidence in help that's always and everywhere present. There we go. Someone forever calling out to his protector is indeed very sure of having him close by. This is the voice filled with the ardor of love and of charity. This is the terrified cry of someone who sees the snares of the enemy, the cry of someone besieged day and night and exclaiming that he cannot escape unless his protector comes to the rescue. If things go well for us in spirit, if there's joy in our hearts, this verse is a warning for, to us not to grow proud, not to get puffed up and being in, in a good condition, which as it demonstrates, it can't be retained without protection from God, whose continuous and speedy help it prays. This little verse, I'm saying, proves to be a necessary and useful to each one of us and in all circumstances. Someone who needs help in all things is making clear he requires the help of God, not simply in hard and sad situations, but equally amid fortunate and joyful conditions. He knows that God saves us from adversity, makes our joys linger, and that neither situation can human frailty survive without his help. Now, I wouldn't have read all that into that verse, but, I mean, then again, no one has ever trekked across the desert to ask my advice on anything. So, you know. But I could summarize what, what Abba Isaac is saying. I think it, he's saying that the, the start of this immovable tranquility of mind uh, is being continually present with God, right? This unbroken prayer. And the start of being continually present with God is remembering that God is there and asking him for help. And then realizing that you're always and in every circumstance in need of God's help. So maybe this is kind of his version of, you know, fear leads to anger and anger leads to hate and, and so on. But what, whether we realize it or not, this verse, it, it, it applies, he's, he's arguing, 
in every situation because there's never a time that we're not in need of rescue. So he goes on to give some examples, and I'll paraphrase, but not, not by a whole lot. Um, he says, you know, if, if, if I need sleep, if I'm, I'm trying to read and I, I, I have things I need to, you know, trying to read or study and my, uh, I, I'm just so tired, I'm, I'm falling asleep on my book, uh, then, then we call out, uh, oh God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. If I, if I want to sleep, but I can't. Um, I'm just lying awake, I'm, I'm tossing and turning. Oh God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. I'm troubled by, by pangs of rage, of greed, of gloom. Oh God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. I'm tempted by boredom, by vainglory, by surge of pride. God, please come to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. In my soul are countless and varied distractions. I'm just, I I can't focus on a thought. God, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. If I feel like my soul's found direction, I'm I'm feeling great about about how my my spiritual life is going, then, then God, please hurry to my rescue. God, Come quickly to my side. This psalm does apply, right, still in, in those times of, like, utter overt desperation, right? But as much as we, we sanitize the world and remove all of the threat, there's always that grittiness there. We always are in need of rescue. Now, Abba Isaac goes on with the... Um, with the students for, for longer than, than we can take, he, he goes on to talk about this, this life of continual prayer, what this looks like, how you would use this verse as kind of your formula for, for continual prayer. Um, and he says, uh, our prayer of rescue in bad times and protection against pride in good times should be founded on this verse. The thought of this verse should be turning unceasingly in your heart. Never cease to recite it in whatever task or service or journey you find yourself. Think upon it as you sleep, as you eat, as you submit to the most basic demands of nature. I think Abba Isaac is actually saying recite this verse in the bathroom, which that's as practical as you can get, I guess, for a a hermit. so essentially, repeat this verse as often as you can. Meditate on it. Roll it over and over in your mind. Soak in this, in this verse. Now that idea has been taken and adapted um, in, in various ways over the, over the centuries. If, even in, in monasteries today, they'll, they'll often have a, a liturgy of the hours. Uh, so once every hour during the day, they'll, they'll have a short prayer service. And it starts with, um, with this. It, it'll start with... Uh, you know, oh God, make speed to save me. Oh God, make haste to help me. Um, and when I, I'm trying to, to remember this verse, I'll, I'll go back and forth between, between those two. There's, there's something kind of nice about the, uh, uh, the kind of symmetry, the, the alliteration of God, make, make speed to save me, haste to help me. It makes it easier to kind of, kind of stick in my mind. Um, but I definitely like uh, any of the translations that, that start with, oh God, because I find that a very natural reaction to a lot of things through the day. And so it's nice to be able to start with, oh God, and then kind of trip into, please hurry to my rescue. God, come quickly to my side. You know, it works out well for me. But um, 
uh, I think even you know there's there's other been other kind of adaptations of of, of this idea in, in various times. There's there's a more modern um, movement called Centering Prayer that kind of takes this Abba Isaac's um, teaching on prayer and then kind of combines it with some language from from mindfulness meditation and such. And there's there's been others, um, but even I think just at face value, um, I think there's there is something to what Abba Isaac said about about this psalm and what he said about about prayer. Um, I've been trying trying this uh, on and off over the over the last uh, month or so, often at like you know 3 a.m. when rocking a screaming baby, um, which is maybe not the best time for like like focused prayer on something. But remembering a verse, I can do that, right? Like this this works um, in that kind of a kind of a scenario. And trying to remember it in other in other times of the day. And it definitely definitely has value. I think if we had another, you know, 20, 30 minutes to, to talk today, I'd like to go there. I'd like to explore, you know, what what these different types of prayer look like. Maybe give you some some kind of uh, some tools, some things to try in your prayer life. Um, maybe if we can get a little closer to that constant communion with God. Uh, but for now, for the time we have, I think I think that's actually where where we'll leave it. That whether we're being chased by people who are trying to kill us, or whether we're just chased by a feeling of complacency, whether we're hemmed in by attackers on every side, um, or just like the threat of self-sufficiency, we can still call out to God. May we call out, oh God, please hurry to my rescue. Oh God, come quickly to my side. Let's, uh, Let's pray. Father God, Make speed to save us, God. Hurry and help us. We confess that we don't call out to you as often as we should. I don't call out to you as often as I should. We confess that we don't rely on you and act as if you are our only hope as often as we should. I don't rely on you and act as if you are my only hope as often as I should. Thank you that you are still our helper and you are still our savior. And amen.